Hi everyone, welcome back to another mini-sode of the Ethical Consumer Podcast. I'm your host, Julia, and if you didn't know already, I am also a yoga teacher. I have been practicing for around 14 years and teaching for around seven years, and I've seen the yoga industry, because it is very much now an industry, go from a very practice-focused thing to a very commercialized industry. And I have many thoughts about it, but I'm not going to be sharing all of those with you in this episode. If you're watching this on IGTV, Facebook, or YouTube, you may see that I am not in my usual spot. I'm over in my yoga corner. I thought this would be an appropriate spot to film this episode in because I will be talking about my more sustainable yoga practice. But I do not want to contribute to the commercialization of yoga. You do not need a top-of-the-line mat you do not need super expensive, super flashy leggings or tops or pants, whatever you wear. You do not need any of those things to practice yoga. I want that to be extremely clear. However, in an industry that is rife with getting you to buy more things, I think one of the best things that we can do, aside from using what we already have, using it until it's threadbare, or maybe you shouldn't be able to feel the floor through your mat. If your mat has holes in it, maybe it's time to replace your mat. But one of the best things that we can do is make informed decisions on what we are buying to use in our yoga practice. These are things that we use. These are tools. They do not make you a better practitioner. They do not connect you deeper to spirituality. Can you tell I have some opinions on this? Ugh, I do. I'm talking about just the basics. The long sleeve, sage green shirt that I'm wearing, if you're not watching this. The black, leggings that I am wearing that you actually can't see even if you're watching this. My yoga mat that I am sitting on. Basic things. My scrunchie even. My scrunchie is from one of my favorite companies, Miyakota. It's a beautiful New York made ethical and sustainable business that pays living wages for their garment factory workers. The owner is just a doll. I absolutely love them. But again, here we are in <laughs> a commercialized industry. You do not need any of these things to practice, but yeah, we like them. Typically one needs clothing to practice at a yoga studio or to go out in public, but I am still very much a believer in what you already have is perfect. As I am a yoga teacher and I do go through clothes, thankfully not at an alarming rate because I do choose to buy pieces that I know are going to last. I usually buy solid colors and I do buy higher end yoga mats because I know they're going to last. At this point in my practice and my career, I feel comfortable spending a little more money on things like a yoga mat that has a lifetime guarantee or your classic black leggings. And while I know it's tempting, I've done it, I've done it. <laughs> it's really tempting to buy that new matching outfit because you're gonna feel so good when you walk into the yoga studio or in your Instagram picture. I get it, been there, still go there sometimes. But how long are you gonna use it? Is it going to last? Who was affected? 
and the manufacturing of it and what is going to happen to it when you're done with it? Hmm, those are the questions that I would like you to ask yourself. Really when you're buying anything, but especially when you're participating in a practice that has a foundation of non-harming and contentment. If you've practiced or studied yoga in a more traditional sense, you may have run across the yamas and the niyamas. And two of those that I would like to focus on, not in depth today, are ahimsa and santosha. The idea of himsa is non-harming, making sure we are not doing harm to ourselves, to others, with words, with actions, and in modern times, purchases. Santosha is usually translated as contentment, letting something be enough. There's always going to be a sense of longing, especially in today's commercialized culture. Oh, but if I just had that, if I just had that, it would be so much better. Would it? We are all deserving of basic human rights. And sometimes I think we take that a little too far and maybe we can be happy with a couple really nice things as opposed to a whole bunch of questionable origin things or questionable manufacturing practices. Before I get too ranty, we're just gonna pause that yoga philosophy talk. <laughs> I do think it's really important to take note of that because that is part of a traditional yoga practice. It's not always taught in group classes, but I do think it is extremely important, especially in terms of ethical consumerism because we are going to continue to consume, but we can do so in a way that is more sustainable and more ethical. Unfortunately, if you've looked into buying a more ethically produced garment, or a closed loop cycle yoga mat, you might find that the price is a little shocking. And you're not wrong by our normal, air quotes, standards of pricing. Because unfortunately, most of the prices that we see are based on poor manufacturing standards, non-livable wages, and lower quality materials. We are a society that is built on more is better, not better quality is better. And you can take better quality to mean quality of life or better quality of product for you, for the environment, for longevity, the list goes on. Now you might be thinking, okay, Julia, that must be great. I can't afford that. I get it. There is a lot of privilege in being able to afford those higher price tag ethically manufactured items. I wish that were not the case, but unfortunately it is. This is the system that we're a part of right now. I would like to see that change and I think there are steps to change that. I'm hoping it changes, man, ugh. But as I said in episode one, or I don't even know if it was labeled episode one, but the intro, I do not ever want there to be guilt. We just don't always think about some things. Doing something because you feel like you have to that's going to compromise your own living situation, not ethical, in my personal opinion. But if you are interested in incorporating a more ethical lifestyle, look at what you're already doing if you have the capacity to do so and see if maybe there are some switches that you could make. Maybe you go to the store and you buy six pairs of yoga pants, three sports bras, four t-shirts in a season, and that's no big deal. That, maybe, is where we could make some changes. How long do those last? Do you still like the colors and the patterns after that season? There's a reason I usually buy solid colors is because I know I'm not gonna get sick of them. Now, that's what's important to me. 
I don't know what's important to you and I'm not here to tell you what to do. Maybe you haven't thought about this before. I will reiterate, this is my job, this is my career. If you are new at yoga, you do not have to go drop $100 on a yoga mat. If you've been practicing for years on your $20 target mat and it's time for it to retire, maybe if you are in a place financially and you are confident you are going to continue your yoga practice, maybe that's when we invest in the sustainable yoga mat. Now there's my lecture. That ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Hmm, sorry about that. Hope you enjoyed it. Now back to the main episode <laughs> where I share some of my favorite things. But when we're talking about something like this, I do really think it's important to share where I am personally coming from. This is my job. This is my career. This is not necessarily just a hobby for me. And if you're one of those people that thinks that you need all of those fancy toys and gear to be able to have a successful yoga practice, there's your answer. No, you don't. Use what you have. That's plenty. So without further ado, here is a little tour of how I get ready and leave the house <laughs> to go to the studio or keep my yoga practice sustainable at home. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you have any questions. All right, let's start with my home practice and my home mat. I bought this mat about seven years ago, right before teacher training, because I knew I was going to be on it a lot and making that investment in training. I wanted to also make sure I was practicing on something that would last for years to come. This is the Manduka Black Mat Pro. It is definitely what I would consider to be top of the line. It shows nowhere in the seven years that I've used it extensively. It is very dense. It is nice and cushioned for my knees. I very much enjoy it. And Manduka backs this with a lifetime guarantee, which tells me that they would not slap that guarantee on there if they thought that they were going to be having to replace a whole bunch of mats. I recommend this to most people if they're really getting serious about their yoga practice and they would like to have that end-all be-all mat. They also have lighter versions. They also have some more eco-friendly versions, which I will be talking about later. And they now have a mat recycling program. So they are taking responsibility not only for their own manufactured mats, but the additional mats that you already have when maybe you're considering upgrading. Next, let's look at my preparation when I'm about to leave the house and go teach elsewhere. You know how I feel about single-use plastic bottles and the water that comes in them. If you don't check out the episodes with Rising Springs, single-use plastic, and also Des Moines Waterworks. So I pour water from either my reverse osmosis filter or my Brita pitcher into my reusable bottle. More often than not, I find myself a little snacky before or after I'm teaching or taking a class. So I also usually bring with me my smallest size of stasher bag, stashed with some almonds and maybe some dates, whatever I have on hand. Since I already leave one of my mats at the studio and I don't need to take a whole bunch of stuff, I've actually started using one of my Chico bags, my reusable grocery bags, to take my towel, my mask, a headband, and maybe a massage ball, my water bottle, to the studio. Since I'm not going as many places right now, since we're still in the pandemic, I don't need to take a whole bunch of stuff. I don't need to take an extra change of clothes. 
I end up just putting everything in my Chico bag. And then when I get home, I throw everything in the washing machine because the Chico bags are so easy to wash. Here I am telling you that you do not need to own multiple yoga mats. However, as I am a teacher, I find it a lot easier to leave my practice mat at home, leave a mat at the studio, and I do have an additional mat that I take for traveling or visiting various spaces. I also teach yoga for the university swim team in the area. So I do end up having a few mats to my name over multiple years of practice and teaching. The one that I use at the studio is actually biodegradable. It is held up really, really well, even under hot yoga. And I'm excited when I do need to upgrade this one. Once it starts to biodegrade too much, I'll be able to send it back to Manduka and they will dispose of it appropriately. Since it is still a pandemic, I have been wearing masks to teach. Yes, my lungs have been perfectly fine. Thank you for asking. I have been using masks from Athleta, which is a larger company, though I'm very happy to say it is B Corp certified. And I've been using masks from the yoga company Onzi. They have taken some of the dead stock fabric, just like Mia Kota does for their scrunchies, and turned them into masks so that not only is more fabric being saved from the landfill, but they are creating non medical masks that are actually comfortable enough to wear for exercise. On that note, let's talk a little bit more about clothing. I really enjoy supporting companies that have ethical manufacturing standards, as I've mentioned previously, that are using good, high-quality fabrics. The textiles, not just the garments. I mean, the actual fabric is fair trade certified from several companies, including the leggings that I'm wearing from Prana and the top that I am wearing from Synergy. Top is organic cotton, bottom is recycled fabric. I believe these ones are in fact blue sign certified. Now as far as clothing certifications go, there are so many different types of clothing certifications that a company can attain. You're gonna have to do a little extra digging on that and I will be sharing some of these other certifications in a future mini-sode. In addition to supporting Synergy and Prana, I really enjoy other US female-owned companies like Montiel and Kira Grace. I also really enjoy companies that have inclusive size ranges. As you're smaller than average, I would say size six, for me to be a size large in certain companies that only go up to large and extra large, that's not okay. That is not being inclusive. I really appreciate that a couple years ago, Prana added a plus size range. I had a couple yogis a few years ago that would ask, where did you get that top? Where did you get those pants? And their second question would be, do they have plus sizes? And I had to say no. And I was so excited the day that Prana released their plus size range that I could tell them, yes, they do. It made me so happy. I know it's hard to find the perfect company that checks every single checkbox, but find your preferred company that checks multiple. That's the biggest advice that I can give you when checking out clothing. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was informative. And many of the principles in this episode are not just applicable to the yoga industry, yoga clothing, yoga props and tools. You can use this in so many different industries. Bottom line of this episode is more better. No, not usually. <laughs> more hugs, more laughs, yes. More items of clothing, more props, more tools, multiple yoga mats. After a certain point, definitely not. And the questions that I would love for you to ask yourself before you buy something. What was this manufacturing process like? Who did it affect? What did it affect? 
and how long am I going to use this and what's going to happen to it when I'm done using it. I think those can be applied to a lot of different purchases. I hope you found this interesting. I hope you have found this helpful and informative. If you have any questions on the yoga sphere, I'm happy to answer them. If you have any suggestions for future mini-sodes, please let me know. Give us a follow on Instagram, a like on Facebook, a subscribe on YouTube. And if you haven't already, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us so much. Thank you so much guys for listening and I'll see you next time.